wherever you get podcasts. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. All right, hour number two. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Trends play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's coming up here at about 10 minutes before. Bottom of the hour talk, NFL, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Let's get Bill Bender in here. He covers college football uh, for the Sporting News, and he joins us. Bill, Trent, Ken, thank you for coming on. And thank you, first of all, I uh, follow you on Twitter. I'd never seen SEC shorts before you retweeted <laughs> it. Bill, these are priceless. I went back and watched a few. I have no idea how I missed them to this point. They're really well done, and they're funny. Yeah, we, we need a Big Ten version because these guys are outstanding. I, I've watched them for a few years now, and they're they're consistently hilarious. So um always takes a couple minutes out of my work day to watch them and make sure and, and get a good laugh and then just go into the next story. Indeed you do. Well, let's get into some of the stories. And, you know, that's... Has, was Herm Edwards really fired on the field? <laughs> We've seen the video. We've seen guys left on tarmacs, etc. Has anybody able to uh, been able to talk to the uh, the principals that were involved in that? Uh, the three people that are on the field, the pres, the AD, and of course Edwards, to see if indeed that is the case. Do you know, Bill? You know, I, I hope not, because I, I was like making the joke earlier this week. I was like, that'd be like me walking out of the press box Saturday night at Ohio State, Wisconsin, and getting fired and I would be pretty upset if it was happening right then. Um, it just didn't go well, did it? No. Uh, I, I, that entire 17, 18 class, the coaching class is not very good. Um, but it, it was shocking to me because I thought Herm would do a good job out there. I thought they would be able to recruit better. I thought, you know, Arizona is a decent place high school wise. Very interested to see who's next. I know they've Dan Wetzel floated out, a. Dion, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it'd be awesome. It'd be fun. Um, but I don't know if they've got the money to do that. With a path to the college football playoff now of 12 teams, the Pac-12 will more than likely every year get a participant. And Nebraska, what they're facing. What is a better job? Arizona State or Nebraska? Taking financials and how much it can be paid, taking TV revenue aside. Where can you win in 2022 at a higher level? Nebraska or Arizona State? Ooh. Oh, man. That's I good. Said, uh, I should have just said no when you said <laughs> to come on today. I don't want to answer that one. Um, no, I would say Nebraska is the better job. I do because I think there's a path to winning the Big Ten West and being the dominant school in that division. But only for a couple Iowa. of years, right? Because divisions, divisions are going. Mean, who are the dominant programs in the Big Ten West? Well, in nobody. In my opinion, it's I- yeah. Iowa and Wisconsin, though, right? right. Like yeah. I, I, every year I talk to you guys, it runs through those two. Yep. There's no reason why Nebraska can't be that. I think with the way the Pac-12 changed in ditch divisions, it would be tough for Arizona State to compete mm-hmm. with USC, Oregon, because mm-hmm. right now USC might be the cool school, not just in the Pac-12, but 
the way they look, guys, they're starting to look like the coolest school in the entire country. I'm with you, Bill. They've uh, they're clearly number four to me, and I might be I, I might not be um, opposed to putting them three over Ohio State because there's been. I mean, let's talk about the Buckeyes at the top. And everyone thought they're just going to march through the season uh, all the way to be 12-0, 13-0 once they get out of Indianapolis. Are you sold on the Buckeyes, Bill, right now? What's, what's, where, where are their warts? You know, I was on their radio station earlier today. They, they always treat me very well at 97.1 in Columbus. Um, I think we, we got to the nitpicks stage of the season they're fine i mean they scored 77 points right. can't nitpick about an offense that puts up 700 yards yeah. um regardless of opponent um we'll find out with the defense this week because everybody's kind of like is this jim Knoll defense real can it stop the run and, and we know what wisconsin does they run the football with braylon allen and that big offensive line that physical team that they always have um we're going to find out. I think that's the most interesting thing about Saturday's game. I'm not – I think Ohio State's going to win. I think they've got too many answers. There's so many skill position guys. They have seven guys with more than 130 yards of total offense mm. in three weeks. That's ridiculous. They're good. And you're right. We'll see about this defense. Graham Mertz is – Improved. It's not a good week last week that he's had to go over, but he has certainly improved this year. We've seen improvement out of Tanner Morgan. Haven't seen much out of Spencer Petras. We talked about that and those three guys before the season. Is Minnesota in your mind? I know they're the only undefeated team left in the Big Ten West. Are they really the favorite, or do you need to see more out of the Gophers before you're ready to anoint them? If they beat Michigan State, I'll go there. Yeah, I think with their crossover schedule, they'll have a chance. Michigan State coming off a disappointing showing out at Washington. But did I talk to you guys last week? No. We talked about it, right? The the Big Ten just shouldn't schedule Pac-12 schools nope. on the road. Nope. Th- th- we know this by now. Um, and, uh, yeah, if Minnesota wins that game, I'll believe that. And, and here's my thing on Grant Murph. I dug this stat up just for you guys. When he completes 60% of his passes or more, Wisconsin 14-0. and when he's below that number, they're four and eight. That's wow. a pretty simple game. He has to be efficient for them to have a chance. In, he has to be better than 60% if they want to entertain even trying to win in Columbus. Uh, Bill, did game day miss by not going to Lawrence for Duke uh, and, and Northwest? I get it. It's game day. But it's still a pretty cool story, right? I mean, Duke is is unbeaten. Kansas, come on. They're really unbeaten? Yes, they are. Um, I'm not sure when they're going to get back there. They told us before that they like to go to new places. I mean, Tennessee and Florida, eh, seen okay. it. seen it before, right? It's a big game. Uh, it is. A big game in, it's a huge game in Knoxville because this is Tennessee's for real moment. You know, like Hendon Hooker's very good. They're scoring a ton of points. Florida's beat them five years in a row. It's a good SEC rivalry. And have Florida beat Kentucky, that game would be huge. But to your point, um, said that over the weekend, the, the top five schools in final four appearances on the men's basketball side, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, uh, Kentucky, and there's one more. Um, who am I blanking on? But UCLA. Yeah. UCLA, even with the blank crowd, they're all undefeated. They're all basketball schools now, especially or all football schools, especially Kansas. It's been a remarkable start with Lance Leopold, and that's a guy Nebraska should be interviewing any minute now. Are we sure that Alabama doesn't have bigger issues? It just, eh, it's Alabama. They'll be fine. Do you, do you think there's real problems there, or 
it's also Alabama. We're trying to generate anything because they are so talented. No, they've got some chinks. The penalties that you got to fix that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a real game, in a real game, penalties will get you, and they almost got them against Texas. Um, the the receivers aren't. They don't have a Jamison Williams nope. or a John Mechie right now. They've nope. got a group that they're trying to figure it out with, and what they do have is pretty good defense with Will Anderson. Very talented, but the penalties, like I said. And they do have Bryce Young. That's not bad. Um, <laughs> he, he's, so, again, I think it's phase of the season for them as well. But if those issues aren't corrected, they will lose a road game. Wouldn't be surprised, Bill. I agree with you. And I think it's the receivers you can look at as, as maybe uh, the weakest link. So let's go to the Big 12. We touched on it with Kansas, who are off to a remarkable start. Uh, there's four teams, 3 and 0 both Oklahoma teams. Oh, by the way, Bedlam's going away. I, I saw that this morning. I, I guess I'm not surprised, but it's just one of the casualties of realignment, right? Who thought that game would would um, be one that uh, gets f- thrown on the scrap heap? Iowa State, Kansas, and two Oklahoma schools are, are all 3-0 and at this point. Oklahoma got my attention last week, Bill. I was kind of, you know what, I'm not ready to go there yet. Uh, Nebraska comes out, goes right down the field at 7 nothing, and then a look out below. I mean, the route was on. Uh, Oklahoma... Are they in your mind? And I know you picked them preseason, but uh, did they have they done anything that tells you that you know maybe they're not head and shoulders above anybody in this conference in your mind? I think Oklahoma's the best team in the Big Twelve for sure. Um, you know the way that they came out and just smacked Nebraska, and, and they've got a little bit of toughness, and I think that emanates from Brent Venables. Um, they've got some of that. You know, like the kids use that phrase swag or whatever they're saying now, like he is him or whatever. They've got a bunch of dudes out there that have that. Saw it against Nebraska. They weren't stopping. So very interesting test of Kansas State coming off the loss to Tulane, good for the green wave. Um, but I think the Sooners take care of business. And they're starting to – you were talking about USC. I think Oklahoma's right there with them as far as a team that could definitely get in the playoff mix. So Notre Dame struggles again against Cal. A pretty ordinary Cal team takes a knockdown Hail Mary that falls into the stomach of the Cal receiver and it fell away from that being a a minimum an overtime game. We know about the program, the recruiting that is happening, but in the here and now, how important is it for them even to get to, say, a 7-5 and type of season? A 4-8, and how debilitating do you think that would be for the program and your number one for Marcus Freeman? 4-8? and Whoa. Uh, yeah, that would be not great. Um, and you're right. I mean, that ball, how many did yeah. it go in, in that Hail Mary? I counted like five. And, and definitely he had two chances to catch it. Um, I think they've just got to stay focused on each week and try to get to a bowl game and get to a seven and five or an eight and four. Um, because if you look at their schedule, BYU will not be easy. Clemson will not be easy. USC certainly won't be easy. Syracuse um, isn't going to be easy. Syracuse is good. North Carolina are good. Mm-hmm. North Carolina's got a nice – we have a feature about Drake May coming later this week. You'll enjoy it. The North Carolina quarterback, he's really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they – let's assume they lose those four, they'd have to sweep the rest to get to a bowl game. So I think it's just staying in the moment. they got to generate a better running game, though. That's old-school football to me, but 
if you can't run the football, and they've had trouble with that all year, you're not going to be very good. Is there a, another school that's on the verge of uh, of doing what Arizona State and Nebraska did? A, a Power 5 school? I mean, Colorado can't fire Durrell even if they want to. That's 11 point something million dollars. Just ridiculous, the amount of money that they owed him. And if they wait until January 1st, it goes down to 7, but you miss a whole signing day, which is nuts. Who's What, uh, what big-name coach, Power 5 coach, is in trouble? Um, Brian Harzen would be my first answer yep. because yep. they they lose at home to Penn State. Not lose, they got they got beat down. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, SEC schools don't like losing to Big Ten schools anyway. And for them to come in like that, and their schedule, they're hard to spot too many wins in the SEC West, which can grind you. It was already a coup attempt uh, yep. earlier this or last season so i would say he's probably next up on the hot seat thing it is wild to me that people fire coaches in week two and week Mm -hmm. three i just kind of put myself in the player's shoes i would hate it if i was a player because especially if i was a senior bill bender joining us from the sporting news bill Let's go uh, local here, and the jokes have continued. It took till one forty in the morning. Iowa fought, finishes off the win against Nevada. Still the worst offense in the country. With your perspective on this program, Brian Ferentz running the offense, quarterback problems, the offensive line is terrible. What do you see? And can Kirk Ferentz, he's pulled the rabbit out of the hat a couple of times when things are looking dire. How dire do you see this situation with the Hawkeyes overall and certainly the offense? Still can lean on the defense, though. And I was going to say, is the I, I'm going to pile on, is the Iowa game over yet? I, <laughs> I put it on at 3.30 in the morning, and I was like, man, they're still playing here. Cool. Um, for me, it was cool. I was like, oh, 15 more minutes of football. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think they got to lean on the defense and, and get into that as Big Ten play gets heated up. That Michigan game will be that moment where they're back. I know it's a noon game. I thought it might be a night game, but it's a noon game. And, uh that's one chance to flex and get the offense going a little bit and score a win against a big-time opponent, which Kirk Ferentz, as you guys know, has a habit of doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's just about trying to get that offense doing, getting going. The long-term question, it's never going to end. Do they need to remodel, revamp that offense? Yes. But um, in the short term, it's lean on that really good defense and hope to get a couple wins. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, thank you as always. We appreciate you coming on. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Bill. And no problem. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you, Bill care. Bender, Sporting News. As we catch up with a friend uh, who covers college football, I'm guessing he'll be at Ohio State, Wisconsin this week. Yeah, would probably makes, be my guess. Makes a lot of sense. Where are right? you on the Buckeyes? Are, are they as uh, unbeatable as we thought they were going into the year? Well, we got to see Smith and Jigba back there. I mean, that that completely changes what they, they scored are. seventy seven last week, and we're trying to pick yeah. nits. And that's kind of where we are. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Notre Dame win doesn't look quite as good. But they also won that game playing big boy football, something that has been a question mark of Ryan Day team. So I think that at least answered something and getting that victory there. They'll be fine. They're so talented. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe the Jim Knowles defense is not going to be great compared to maybe his defense, certainly last year at Oklahoma State, but they're improving on that side of the football. What uh, What's the number in that game? How big 17 and a half. Is it really over yeah. Wisconsin? Um, is, is Georgia the best team by a significant margin oh, yeah. in college I th- football? I think the gap is I monstrous. I'm with you. S- South Carolina, maybe a live dog. Mm-hmm. No. No shot. Nope. Oregon week one. I loved Oregon. Pulverized them. Yep. Just absolutely clubbed them up and down the field. Lose all those guys on defense. There's no way they can be ready in week one. They walloped them. And Stetson Bennett? 
Love the story, Trent. Mm-hmm. And he's got a few more chapters by the sounds of things, right? Alabama will be better by the end of the but year. But the receivers, They'll Bama be, said it yesterday that he's right. They'll find some dudes. They always do. They'll mm-hmm. be all right. And they got a quarterback that can get them to him. Yes, they do. That helps. Um, for sure it does. Game day made a mistake. They absolutely I think did. They're waiting it. for next week. They're waiting, they're waiting for, for Kansas, Iowa State, Iowa State. A battle at the top of the Big 12 Conference. That's what they're waiting for. Wouldn't that be something? How many people would make their way down to Lawrence, even without tickets, just oh, to go I down think, there and I, be part I, for, uh, Cyclone fans? Cyclone fans, yeah. Well, I think there be a lot of them go there to watch oh, the absolutely. game in the first place. They do in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe for the first time in a long time, you more have to pay more than ten bucks for a ticket, yeah, right? <laughs> um, and they just didn't matter where the ticket is; you just go sit on Iowa State side, right? Because there's you know, there's plenty of room. There's as many Cyclone fans that are were Jayhawk fans. It would be a heck of a it would be a uh, pretty cool environment, yes, especially when you get it for the first time ever, right? Absolutely. And I get it's the SEC and Tennessee; it's cool, and it's been a good rivalry, Florida and Tennessee. Although Florida's owned it lately, um, there's I, what I think there's eight. Programs left that have not hosted is game that out of the Power Five. Mm. I know Illinois is one. I know Kansas is one. Well, Duke has to be one. Duke, I believe, has maybe not. Syracuse, I know, is one. And with Syracuse, what they're doing now, three and zero, Trent, they're good. If they can get, they got gifted a game. Brom handed them the game. Now here's the problem. They get Virginia this week, and then Wagner. Okay. They should win. They go to five and zero. If NC State the week before upsets Clemson, Syracuse is undefeated. NC State's certainly in the top 10 at that point. They're already 12th. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Syracuse. You can cross them off the list. How cool that would be for them. Remember that first time for Iowa State and just how oh, awesome it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was the pomp and circumstance it was, You know it. what it was? It was, we've arrived. Mm-hmm. They're talking about right. us. And they're, and they're, they're set up outside our stadium. Yep. It's cool. I get it. It's lost a little bit of its lust. What do you think of McAfee on there? Have you I, seen much of it? I like him. Yeah, he's he's, cl- he's goofy and, mm-hmm. and fun. I like him more in that role than some of the radio stuff that I've heard yep. from him. He it seems to fit his person, and they needed that personality with obviously Corso. Sure, at the point coming that he to is, the end. Yep, coming yep. to the end. Just does the end of the mm-hmm. show and and does that. They needed kind of that goofiness. Yeah, back. some flavor. I never was a big Fox guy. I, I thought. A, the decision to go up head-to-head with game day. What a dumb decision. Right. Invest a lot of money in doing it, too. More numbers have come out today. They're up 16%. Are they really? The noon window is up. They're continuing to get big numbers huh. for it. They they have something. And it's a smart response by game day because they have a competitor. Now. This, this is a real competitor, and you have to do something. I think McAfee makes sense. He's got stories, and he's just a different character. He's- Absolutely, no doubt about that. We'll take a timeout. It's 11.25. We're going to talk more NFL uh, with our friend Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. He was Wisconsin grad, 17 and a half hmm. is the number. Is what you said? 17 and a half. Do you have an opinion yet in the, early in the week? On that one, no. Not quite yet. Mertz was really good last week. He was. Oh, Minnesota is another one that's never hosted. Did they host against Penn State? This is from a couple years back. Maryland has never hosted. Cal, Wake Forest, Rutgers. Not going to go there this week. Kansas, Virginia, Illinois, Duke. You're right. Duke was not on there. Uh, we'll uh, talk for NFL with Frank Schwab when we come back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 1800. That's all. You may have heard me talking this summer about Fat Charlie's coming soon to Urbandale. It's an upscale sports bar serving high end favorites. Well, now it's open. Just off the Douglas exit on 8035. 
121st Street in Urbandale, that's where you'll find Fat Charlie's. And you'll find cold beer, good drinks, and great food. Fat Charlie's now open. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call EDU. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, Moines. bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon just past 1130 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, is Wisconsin grad. Uh, you know, let's start there. Frank, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, as always. NFL in a second, as that's what you cover at Yahoo. But uh, as we mentioned, you're Wisconsin grad. I, we're trying to figure out this Big Ten West early. I mean, <laughs> certainly a bunch of uh, teams that aren't going to wow you by any means. But having said that, it's and, and Wisconsin's going to get a huge test this week, as we know. I thought they took a step forward to uh, reasserting themselves as maybe the team to beat in the West. Mertz was good. We know that they can run the football. They're always going to have a decent defense. Uh, Wisconsin, in your mind, uh, back on top as the team to beat in the West? Ah, uh, maybe. I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you were kind and saying they're in for a big test this week, where yeah. it's probably a thirty-point loss, and whoever comes out of the West is going to probably lose by thirty in the Big Ten championship game. But yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, it's, the West is bad. I guess Wisconsin. I mean, you lose Washington State at home. How good are you? Like, I, I really, it's. You know, I, I'm not impressed with this Wisconsin team. They're going to be decent. They're going to be what they are. I mean, it's it's disappointing that they're not undefeated at this point because they should be. I mean, but a team that loses a 17-point favorite at home just isn't that good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose by default Wisconsin might be the best team in the West, but we I, I do not plan on them putting up any kind of a fight on Saturday night. Like it's it's like I didn't even honestly realize it was prime time. I knew they were playing out Saturday. I didn't when I saw it was prime time. My first reaction was, "Oh God, the entire country's going to see this." <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it, it, I do not think it is going to be any what competitive. Well, there was an old God moment last night, and it was about the Philadelphia Eagles <sighs> and the Buffalo Bills, two teams that are playing at incredibly uh-huh. high levels, quarterbacks playing at really high levels. Let's start with Buffalo. Certainly the betting favorite coming into the year, as you know incredibly well, with uh, your side gig also working there at Yahoo in the sportsbook side of things. Take us in, this Buffalo team. I wasn't so sure that they should be a prohibitive favorite coming into the year. Boy, I feel dead wrong two weeks in. Yeah, I mean, they're fantastic. By the way, I just want to point out, 
Super Bowl pick of Bills over Eagles from the preseason is That's looking good. okay. Nice. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do that victory lap now before like the Eagles fall apart. <laughs> uh, but no, the Bills are phenomenal. I, you know, I just kept looking at the roster and the way they constructed and adding Von Miller and even last year. I mean, they had a good season, not a great season, but. They were 0-5 in close games, and that's the kind of thing I look at is it always regresses, always. Uh, it, you know, I mean, unless you're just somehow fatally flawed at coach or quarterback, which they're clearly not. So I, was, you know, I just kept looking at it saying to myself, this could be some kind of a special 15-win type of season. Like, really, like they had that upside, and they have showed that through the first uh, couple games here. The defense, I mean, was unbelievable last night. I, they, the Tennessee Titans could not do anything at all. And then the offense, we all know the offense is good. I, it's a team that, that certainly could. It's within the range of outcomes to have the best offense and the best defense in football this year. It is it is really impressive how, how good they are. Now, you know, injuries hit, and who knows? I, they might go down to Miami this week and lose because Miami's playing pretty hot. But, yeah, right now, if you're picking anybody else to win the Super Bowl, you're just trying to be different because yeah. this, this Bills team is the best in football. There's no question right now. Uh, Frank, can you remember a coach who seemingly is, was as ill-prepared to be handed the reins of an NFL Frank, a franchise is, is Nathaniel Hackett? I've never seen anything like it, Bill. Uh, Bill uh, Frank, he just can't get out of his own way. Some of his decisions, the clock management, go back to Seattle. I know there was a mea couple moment in front with the press conference the following day, but he just looks completely overmatched and not ready to be a head coach of an NFL franchise. Um, who would be second on this list of all time behind Nathaniel Hackett? Oh my God, he's bad. Rich Kotite. Well, I well, mean, we we knew by like last April that Urban Meyer was in over. Okay, so yeah, I, Urban one. breaks all records. Like Urban, it's like who besides Urban Meyer is the worst in this category and every <laughs> category for any coach in NFL history. So, but other than that, yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to balance this out because everybody seemingly wants. Nathaniel Hackett fired after two games. And, uh, no, I can't be there yet because he had his issues. Yes, this is also his first time doing his job. He's figuring things out. Should he have been more prepared? Yes, absolutely. But I- I'm, not in the, I'm not at the point where he needs to be fired before October. Like, I think that that's way much of an overreaction. But it's just the, it, it, the problem is it's obvious things. It is he's not getting the plays in fast. Like, right. I mean, if we even look back, and I mean, everybody blames Javante Williams for fumbling at the goal line in week one. Go back and look at that play. The play, I mean, they're 10 seconds left on the play clock, and they're still scrambling around in a fire drill. They don't, they are not ready. They're not set. And Seattle got a jump off of the snap because it's right at the end of the play clock, and they knew they had to snap it. And the lineman ends up in Javante's lap and fumbles. And that's just this trickle-down effect of, okay, this guy who's trying to manage the game and also call plays, which I think is a mistake. I, I, I would not hire a head coach who calls plays. I just wouldn't. I, I'm all in favor of Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh. Give me a CEO coach who's a leader, who oversees everything. Let the coordinators call the plays. And I think when Nathaniel Hackett, he's trying to do everything, and you can't. And it, it is for a guy like Sean Payton who can do it, hats off. You are exceptional at that job. Nathaniel Hackett cannot do it. He cannot call the plays. He cannot manage the game because you can almost sense that he's on the sideline trying to make these big-picture decisions of, are we going to go for it or not? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shoot, I got 20 seconds on the play clock, and I, got, I need to start looking to Denny's menu to get a playoff of here. <laughs> and it goes in late to Russell Wilson. It is just a fiasco right now in Denver. And I could tell you, being based here, 
Everybody is angry. Everybody wants him gone. Everybody's given up on him already. So, I mean, you know, this melts away if there's four or five wins in a row, or even if they win on Sunday night, I think people will be pretty excited. But he's already got a hole he's got to dig out of in Colorado, and I think that it's just he better not have a Sunday night game where they blow all their timeouts in the first five minutes of a half. Like, he needs a better game where we're not sitting here next week talking about the same old, you know, organizational issues. You know, as we look forward to April in the next draft, there is already a lot of quarterbacks that people believe are going to be first-rounders. It's going to be potentially a very good quarterback draft. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted one, the first quarterback taken in Kenny Pickett. Mitch Trubisky's Mitch Trubisky. Look, the year in Buffalo didn't change him. He's still mm-hmm. a below-average quarterback, and we've seen that two yeah. weeks in. If you're Pittsburgh, and knowing what's on the horizon and next year's draft, how quickly do you need to play Kenny Pickett? Can you wait? I think their buy is in week eight, nine, something like that. Can you wait that long if you're Pittsburgh? I, I don't know. I mean, it's Mike Tomlin is is an old school coach, and I, I, I think my I think we're all Mike Tomlin, but I think that sometimes that mentality of twenty years ago can really uh, affect your decisions of today. Rookies shouldn't sit anymore. I just It just doesn't work. It's not the way the NFL operates anymore. These guys are more ready. So when Mike Tomlin says something like, I don't want to start Penny Pickett all year, I think part of that is just a quell a quarterback controversy. Not that it's going to work, but he's trying. But I think he might actually believe it. I think he might actually believe that Kenny Pickett would benefit from sitting a full year when there's just no evidence to that, that that's true. So... Do, do I think they should? I think they should play Kenny Pickett right now. I think you should be starting a Thursday. But, so I, I think that you're absolutely right. You need to figure out what you got. And uh, yeah, I mean, for all the reasons you said, the, the quarterback class, it just, it doesn't, you don't learn from sitting anymore. You learn from playing. It, it might they have some rough moments, yeah, but they're having some rough moments right around with Mr. Trubisky. What changes? Mm-hmm. So I would start him right now, but I don't think Mike Tom, I think, I think Mike Tomlin is going to have to start Kenny Pickett at some point because. It just is not going to make any sense to keep Kenny Pickett on the bench, but I think it's going to be a lot later than any of us anticipate. I think it's going to be a lot later. I mean, we're going to sit here maybe after this week if they struggle again, maybe after the week after that if they struggle. And we're going to say, oh, my God, he's got to make the move. And I think Mike Tomlin's good. it's going to take a couple more weeks after that. After the obvious point for everybody else, I think it's going to take Mike Tomlin two, three, four more weeks to make that move because I just don't think he wants to. Uh, everybody at some point, if they cover the NFL, if they do what we do for a living, is written off Tom Brady as it's finally over type of thing. <laughs> uh, two weeks into the season, uh, it, 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 Trent made the comparison earlier, and, and I think that you know the more I think about it, the more that I can see where he's coming from. He likened it to Peyton Manning in, in the Super Bowl 50 era. You remember Manning got benched and mm-hmm. Osweiler comes in. Uh where where's is is Tom Brady? Is it finally is Father Time finally? Maybe it hasn't caught him quite yet, but right on his heels. I'm not there with that yet because I mean, if we if we look at what happened on Sunday, he's playing without Godwin, without mm-hmm. Julio, without his left tackle, without a center. It's it, he played the rest of the game without Mike Evans after he got uh, ejected. I mean, who's he throwing to Brashad Perryman? He's with a second-string offensive line. I mean, it's I guess a really good Saints defense. I think that Saints defense is going to be top 10 this year. So I just think that there's been a lot of injury issues. Now, if we get to November and it's Evans, Godwin, Julio, Russell Gage, Leonard Fournette, the line's somewhat healthy, maybe Gronk comes back. If he's still, like, you know, mediocre or they're scoring 14 points a game at that point, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take the L there and I'll say I should have seen that coming. But I'm not there with that yet. I think Brady's going to be fine. He might not be the, 
the same guy who led the league in passing yards and touchdowns last year. But I, I don't think he's Peyton Manning 2015 either. I think that I think he's going to be all right. Now I, there's a lot of stuff going on off the field, and I, I don't I don't love talking about it because that's his business, it's not mm-hmm. mine. But I, it's been pretty obvious that he's dealing with a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with football. That's it's got to affect him mentally. I don't care what your focus level is. It's it's tough. You're dealing with real life stuff. These are real human beings we're talking about. They're not avatars. They're not characters in a movie. So might that uh, you know play into all this? Yeah, it might. But I think Brady's going to be fine. I really do. He's the Buccaneers' problem is they got to get healthy. And I think that when they do get healthy, if Brady's okay, what nobody's talking about is the Buccaneers' defense has been unbelievable yes. for two weeks. Like I mean, they shut down Dak Prescott and that Cowboys offense to seven points. They held the Saints to three points until garbage time at the end. This Buc- Buccaneers' defense is awesome, and if all those guys who I just mentioned come back to the offense and Brady's not washed up, uh, Buccaneers are going to be a really, really good team this year. The winner of the crappy AFC South is Frank Schwab. <laughs> uh, Colts, I guess. Uh, but they're probably going to be 0-2-1 after this week. So, I mean, I think the question is, what's the over-under on wins for the AFC South champ? Is it over 8.5, mm. or are we going to get a sub-500 division winner? And it might be sub-500. Yeah. I, I know everybody's Sheikpeck's probably going to be Jacksonville, right? Like, I mean, Trevor looked better, and the defense is okay and all this, but I haven't given up on the Colts yet. I, they looked terrible on Sunday, but they didn't have Michael Pittman. They didn't even have Alec Pierce, who's their number two receiver. I, I at least need to see them with receivers I've heard of. I mean, I literally, guys, I'm I'm watching that game, and I'm like, I don't know who these receivers are. I, I cover the NFL. I, I This is my life. I don't know who these receivers Matt Ryan is throwing to. Like, I have no idea. And so I don't know that that was the best measuring stick for the Colts. We'll see. I mean, again, they play the Chiefs on Sunday. Mm. That's a tough road. Uh, the Titans, I think, are just dust. I don't think they're any good. I don't think the Texans are any good this year either. They're feisty, but they're not going to win division. So it's basically either Jaguars or Colts. And I guess i got to pick Colts, but I don't feel good about it. Last thing, uh, who's the best team in L.A.? Ooh, wow, that's a good one. I think it's the Chargers. I really do. I, do I, I think the, I think the Chargers are. I mean, look, they had a nine-nine yard pick six. Otherwise, they win that game at Kansas City. Yeah, they made the play, and and you know you can't just ignore it. But play by play, I thought the Chargers deserved to win that game last week, and I think, I think they're going to have a heck of a football season. I'm with you, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Frank, thanks for doing this. As always, we'll uh, talk to you in a few weeks. Thank you, Frank. Absolutely, fellas. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. As Trent mentioned, he also covers uh, sports wagering over there at Yahoo and uh, is one of their NFL guys. I was starting to beat my chest a little bit with my Jacksonville plus 750 ticket I got before the year. To the Chargers this week, to the Eagles after that. Well, is Herbert going to play? Does it? I think it's Chase Daniels. This might be the only game of the whole season for the Chargers that they have a decided home field advantage. Because normally it's mm-hmm. a 50-50 split, sometimes mm-hmm. even worse than that. Mm-hmm. You think Jacksonville's not... No, they don't bring anybody. They don't travel. No, I don't. Do you know a Jacksonville fan? No, no. I've no, seen them. Have you in, in Des Moines? In Des Moines. Two times. I, I don't know one. It's like seeing a unicorn. or a Right? Albino deer. Well, they'd be young to begin with because the franchise wasn't all around when we were kids. It was once, it was like a draft party that we had up at Grumpy Goat with Jimmy B. Guy had a, it was like a Maurice Jones Drew jersey, something like that. Him and his girlfriend was also decked out on him. Look at that. A Jacksonville fan. And one other time. That's it. Yeah, I just don't know one. Anyways, we'll take a timeout. Trent's play of the day. It's got to be baseball-related, as that's on tap tonight, MLB. And it's not the shiniest slate. Have you looked at the games? Oh, I've looked. 
Uh, we'll find out what he, what he thinks next when we come back. Circus Sports Sponsors. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And three on KXNO. Two weeks down in the NFL, and it continues in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins. New customers, back again. You can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. You'll get $200 in free bets if they do. And everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Stepped up, same game parlays right now. For every leg you add, you can boost your winnings by up to 100%. That's bigger payouts than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else to make things even even sweeter, you can throw down on a stepped-up same-game parlay once per game day all season long. Love that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code KXNO and get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-17. You've been waiting for it, and now it's here. Fat Charlie's, now open in Urbandale. An upscale sports bar with over 50 TVs. A brunch menu available every day starting at 9. On the weekends, free pancakes for kids. And don't forget about the Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bar. You want pizza while watching the game? Fat Charlie's has fresh homemade dough. Make your way to Fat Charlie's, 121st Street. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1 800 bets off. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage. And I knew. There was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online, wolfroofing.net. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Most important series for this midweek, is it Cleveland White Sox? Yeah, I think it is, too. I think so. Cease has a chance to solidify himself. Although Verlander's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but C said overtaking him as the favorite to win the American League Cy Young. He starts tonight against Savali. Uh, is that going to be one of your plays, TC? You know, staying away from that one, the curveball specialist Savali, he has not been good this year. Maybe with lean White Sox. But I uh, got two plays that jumped out and a parlay. Starting with Lodolo, who's been good for Cincinnati. Uh, one of the young guys that have come up at the top of the rotation. Getting plus money against the Red Sox at home. I'm going to take Cincinnati plus the 110. Give me Wainwright and the Cards plus 102. They're out west, aren't they? They are at the pods. Pods, okay. And then put these two together. They're both minus 300. Nestor and the Yankees. Yeah. At home against the Pirates. Yeah. And Morton and the Braves at home against Corbin and the Nats. Put them together. You're still laying it. Minus 130. But again, we tell you always, shop around. One of the big brands, 
That parlay, minus 153. At Circus Sports, minus 130. Shop around. Uh, that's a pretty significant difference right there. It's a huge, huge difference. Laying that kind of juice is already difficult enough to make a profit. Right. And when you're laying minus 153 as opposed to minus 130, shop around, get the best price. And for this parlay, it's not even close. It is at Circus Sports. Well, for me tonight, it's going to be uh, all uh, Guardians and White Sox. I think I'll put the TV on there. Steve Stone and Benetti entertain the heck out of me. I hope it's a good game. I think it will be. Not going to go to Hamilton on the Cleveland side of things? I don't think You're not I as have big of a Tom option. Hamilton I don't fan. think I have the option to go in to get the Cleveland oh, really? feed. Okay. I think they black it out. I think. He's well, awesome. maybe. Uh, all right. So we'll try that, Trent. I'll yeah. let you know tomorrow. All right. Murph and Andy at uh, 1. KXNO Drive coming up.